Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com Deals. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, September 16th. By the time you're listening to this, unless you're listening very early, maybe you're an insomniac or you live in London and we drop, you know, we drop these things early, early in the morning. By the time you listen to this, I will be up and riding my first day of the cycle for the cause. You can still donate. I'm going to keep it up live through the weekend, and that's that. Uh, 88 miles today, 102 miles on the second day, and then another 82 miles on the third day. So wish me luck, gang. I can feel the spirit and the wind and the hands on my back, all of that together. I really do appreciate it. So to help declutter our inbox, I promised Mark that we would do a few episodes where they were just emails and you know come on we got to make sure we unclutter and declutter and just plow through this is a question from cheryl who writes that she's got three insurance policies one is through her employer that is five times her base salary three hundred thirty thousand dollars Another policy uh, that is 150000 which is through the government, and a 10-year term policy through New York Life, a half a million. The New York Life policy rate increased in December. That was right at 10 years. Um, and now it costs $252 a month. It will double in December. Uh, I missed the cutoff to convert it. I just need to get another policy before December. Oh, gosh. I was diagnosed with cancer in November. I'm not now cancer-free, but my health dictates the premium quotes, not just my age. I've got 38 years of federal service, and I can retire at any time. My plan is to work until age 62, but possibly retire sooner. I don't want to be working when, if cancer returns. Ugh, this is tough, tough. I get a 90% disability payment each month pension would be $1,700 with survivor benefits. Retiring before 62 would allow me to get a stipend payment about $1,200 each month until I can collect Social Security. 
at 62 or at my full retirement age of 67. Okay, I can get a payment from my thrift savings plan at 59 and a half um, and have got about $150,000 in there. Okay, I'm not sure if I should get another insurance policy. My home isn't paid off, but we're considering moving out of this state to a retiree-friendly state and to downsize into something cheaper. My home is worth about $575,000. I owe $280,000 with a 30-year fixed rate of 3.385%. I get my home and auto insurance through USAA as well as my mortgage. They gave me some quotes, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you need a third policy, in fact. I guess what I need to understand, I know that you understand the unknowns with cancer. What I don't understand are the the knowns. For example, how much money do you need to live on? And how much right now are you guys living on? How much do you think your spouse is going to earn in the future? Some of these things are sort of critical to trying to understand whether or not you need coverage. What I would really encourage you to do is go to this website. This is uh, the um, American Institute of CPAs. It's called the 360 Degrees of Financial Literacy. There's a bunch of calculators there. In fact, Mark, we should just have links to all these calculators because why should we reinvent the wheel? Because these are fantastic. But there's a life insurance calculator. So it's 360, those are the numbers 360, financialliteracy.org forward slash calculators forward slash life insurance calculator. And what you should do is you should run this report and you should see whether or not you need the extra coverage. I'm guessing you don't because you've got a lot of money. You're earning money. I know you want to take care of everyone, but it may be more expensive and not worth it for you guys. Let's run the numbers and see if you actually need it because you do have a bunch of money. I'm leaning towards you may not need this coverage. Okay. This question is from Brenda, who listens to the show um, on the radio show. She listens to the radio program. um, And she said she has been retired for three years. She's got a million dollars invested through Edward Jones and then uh, 30,000 invested through Schwab Intelligent Portfolio. Uh, She's paying over 1.2% in fees at Edward Jones. And she says, I'm considering moving a substantial amount from Edward Jones to Charles Schwab. But it makes me nervous since my only source of income is Social Security. I'm in a moderate risk category for each account. Any advice? Well, Brenda, this is a tough one. I don't know whether or not these portfolios kind of look the same. Um, Maybe one thing to consider would be to move some money over to Schwab Intelligent Portfolio and then determine how you feel in each of the investment scenarios that they've created. And as you feel more comfortable, you can move another chunk of money. But be clear that the one thing you may be getting at Edward Jones that you may not be getting at Schwab is a physical person. Sometimes people do like that. If you're just getting investments from this person at Edward Jones, and you would just be getting investments and a little financial advice at Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, maybe they're closer than you might think. So maybe just do a bit at a time. Okay. Alyssa writes, I'm 61, I'm widowed, and I am currently not working. I 
quit my job in 2020 to take care of my husband who died earlier this year. Sorry. I rent and do not own property. I've got about $250,000 in savings and $1 million invested in target date funds. I've got about $250,000 in a 401k. If I take my husband's social security now, it would be about $2,000 a month and about $3,000 a month if I wait until 67. There is no other pension available. There's no other income. I've got no debt and my monthly expenses are about $6,000. I can go back to work and would probably earn about $45,000 a year, but would prefer not to. I wonder if that is going to be the case forever. I just, I put that out there for you, Alyssa, because I just wonder if perhaps, again, I don't want to go nuts here, but I do wonder if perhaps you might feel differently with some time going by, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm just put that out there. Here's my question to you. If you take your husband's social security now, can you switch to your own record later? I don't know. Financially, here's what I want you to do. Let's see if you can do it. Ideally, I'd like you to go back to work and make your 45 grand or so. And that would pay for a chunk of expenses. And you could use some of the money that you have in savings and investments to float you until age 67. But the problem is things are a little close when I look at the numbers because the million dollars, let's just think about this way. If you had a million dollars in target date funds, you should think that you could generate about $30,000 a year. Now, you say you need the $6,000 a month. Um, so if you could get 30 or 35 grand and then you have your $3,000 a month in your social security, you kind of make it. You know, it's close. I got to be honest with you, you, it's close. So unless you hate working, um, what would be great would be to continue to let most of this money grow to have this, and you, I know you have this 250000 in a 401k, but let's leave that alone for a while. If you could do that, I think you're going to be able to retire with less stress. It's close though. I mean, you could maybe, it just, I don't feel great about it. So I always hate to give that kind of advice to someone who's in a rotten situation with a death and you don't want to go back to work, but Give us a holler back if you want to come on and we can talk it through a little bit more, okay? Brad wants to know about his 18-year-old son. He says, my son is 18 and my financial advice to him is don't do what I did. He would like to start a retirement account. We've chosen Fidelity. I'm advising a Roth for him. That's true. But I thought we should check with y'all too. He's got $9,000 in savings of which he will be using to get a car and move out. So how much is a good amount to start a retirement account at his early age? What investment types would be best for him? Number one, your son has to have earned income to make a contribution to a retirement account. And if we are thinking that this money is going to be used for a car and to move out, I don't know if I would put it into a retirement account all at once. Is all of this money going to be used for a car? Is some of it? Whatever you think he's going to need in the next couple of years, do not invest. Keep that in savings. 
And if you think that there is some money, maybe he's, you know, I don't know if he's still in high school and what's going on, but if he's earning a little bit of money, um, maybe put a thousand or two thousand bucks into a Roth. But remember what he puts into a Roth, he cannot access until he's 59 and a half. May just be a brokerage account that's best for him. So some combination of a savings account and then like a Vanguard, a Schwab, a Fidelity account, something, T. Rowe Price, anything like that. Okay, Rob says, I owe $55,000 on our home. We've got a 30-year loan at 3.5%. We've got 15 years left. The payment is 400 bucks a month. My income is $80,000 and my wife is retired. I'm 59. We've got a half a million dollars in a 401k. So my question is, should I pay up the $55,000? We have the cash to do so. Um, we don't have children. We're not looking at generational wealth. We just want to live and be happy. Well, look, it depends how much money you actually have in cash. I wouldn't just soak up all of your liquidity and do it. It's not costing you a lot of money. I know it's sort of probably a pain in the neck for you more than anything else. So maybe I would like pay down some of it if you had a big, big chunk of money in emergency reserve fund, but I would not pull money out of a retirement account. I wouldn't pay tax on money to pay this off even though I know that it would make you feel good because that's how we all feel emotionally. We like paying things off. Melinda writes, are we doing okay? They live in Las Vegas. She says, I'm married. We're both 53. We are about to launch our only son off to college. Annual joint salary is about $300,000. Wow. My husband is a teacher and has a 403B and 457 options through Fidelity. We've maxed out both, no catch up. Employer offers a Roth, but only with American funds, I think. Amer oh, American Fidelity, annuities. Oh, I see. So they have another option, but it's an annuity and they don't want to do it. Okay. Then the a wife is a doctor, maxes out 401k with catch-up and future investments going into a Roth. Employer finally provided a Roth. Okay. Together, retirement assets, a million dollars. Other investments, American funds, 160,000. Annuities, which we were sold when we were first starting out, big regret, 210,000. 529s, and they total about 260,000. If son decides to go in-state, it is possible his undergrad and grad could be taken care of. Houses worth 820,000 under current market conditions. No mortgage, wow. I've got a Vanguard brokerage account. It's got 80,000 emergency reserves of 100. Monthly expenses, $3,600. Monthly investing of 2,500 a month on top of that. Wow. Holy smokes. Okay. So she says, that, I know our monthly expenses are going to get much bigger when we get to retirement. We'll have to pay for some additional health care costs. We've got life insurance, estate planning. We need to update, but we've got the basics. We're working full time. We're busy. Our senior son is in the top 10 of his class. Awesome. So here we go. I think you're in great shape. I got to be honest with you. I think you're in fantastic shape at 53. And you've got plenty of money. You keep putting money away. That's great. Um, you're saving just a ton of money. I don't know how much more you think that your um, monthly expenses are going to go because, at you know, let's say your monthly expenses go from 3,600 to five grand. I mean, that's unbelievable. You got five, you know, even if it were five grand a month, you didn't mention whether 
your husband is going to have, be entitled to a pension? I'm guessing yes, because he's a teacher, but maybe not. You're doing great. You got a ton of money. You're, you're, you're really doing a fabulous job. Keep saving. Do exactly what you're doing. There's really nothing that I see here that is problematic. If anything, I just think you're in, you're in phenomenal shape. So well done. Congratulations. That's about as good as it gets. Just socking away the money. And you're only 53. So, you know, you might have another, you might have another um, idea of something else to do once that kid is done. See, it's good to have one kid, Mark. One kid, you get through, you know, sock away all that money in the 529. Things are just taken care of. Okay, it is Friday, so we do some business today. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is the executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple. And if you need any information, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, you can check out all the content and, of course, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. That is something that Mark does every single Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Try to do something nice for someone else today and wish me luck on this crazy ride. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Grit, growth, grace. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity, forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.